0: What's going on, everybody? This is George Hines Jr. Welcome to episode four of the G-Spot Podcast. So today's episode is going to be titled The A-Word. <laughs> and I'm going to start this one with a scripture as well. First Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 11. It says, When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, and I made plans like a child. When I became a man, I stopped those childish ways. So for those of you who are wondering what the A word is, the A word is adolescence. And I heard something interesting the other day. A guy was talking, a Jewish guy, he was talking about uh, biblical principles, financial biblical principles. And he was explaining pretty much why in Jewish cult- Jewish culture, They thrive so much in regards to finances and why they're the richest people in the world. And he said it's because they practice biblical financial principles. Thought that was pretty interesting. But then he said this, and it shocked me. He said, in the Hebrew language, the word adolescent or adolescence does not exist. So I began to do some research. I'm like, man, you know, where does this word adolescence come from? Because it seems to me, you know, from the little bit that I do know about, you know, what I know. It seems to me that only in America does adolescence exist. And in other cultures that uh, strive to be Americanized or Westernized. So adolescence is defined this way. It says a period following the onset of puberty during which a young person develops from child, from a child into adulthood. Now, what you don't see in that definition or what you don't hear in that definition is a time frame. So. Based on what they're saying here is that. From. Develop a young person develops from child, from a child into an adult The adolescence period can last for an indefinite amount of time. So, adolescence can begin at 13, it can end at 30. It can begin at 13, it can end at 18. It can begin at 15, it can end at 45. So, there's just this gray area there. And we don't even know what the heck it really means. Now... The question is, okay, George, why does this matter? And how does that play out in society? Well, this is how, this is why I think it matters. And this is how I see it playing out in society. When we have extended periods of adolescence, right? Because it's not even a real thing. Because it's a man-made term. Describing man-made, uh, I mean, I guess all goals are man-made, but it is describing it's honing in on pretty much individuality, meaning that people grow at their own rate, they live at their own pace, they think at their own their own pace, they plant they plan at their own pace. But it never really hones in on what the actual aim of adolescence is. Like what purpose the adolescent serve? And the truth of the matter is, adolescence, if you really look at it, is synonymous with playtime. And I made a YouTube, not a YouTube video, I made a, a video on my Instagram one time, and I was talking about the marriage age, and I was describing how, because of this term adolescence, because of this lifestyle that we've created called adolescence, this time period, the marriage age has been postponed pretty much indefinitely. And I even have some uh, some statistics on that. So, for the first marriage, in 2007, it was reported that women are getting married at an average age of 27.4. For men, it's 29.5. But in 1990, which is almost uh, 30 years ago, women were getting married at the age of 24. In 1980, it was 22, and in the 50s, it was 20. So, it's very obvious and you can look around at your friends and know that we get married at later ages but the things that we don't stop doing are the things that adolescence makes way for our sexuality like adolescence allows us to play more in our sexuality we get to experiment with people and um there's a quote from this lady Brandy Engler. She's a she has a PhD and she wrote a book called The Women on My Couch. She said some people are approaching relationships in a more recreational, less go-oriented way. She also said, What I find is that millennials are hooking up to have some form of sexual experience, but rarely have deeper emotions about the partner. In other words, we're pleasing ourselves in regards to our um, pleasures, and we're totally disregarding the value of what relationships are, what they're supposed to be, what they're intended to be. So we've taken this thing that, that God made called man, mankind, manhood, womanhood. We've taken it and we said, you know what, God, we don't really like the dynamics of that. That's too black and white. We don't like like going from a boy to a man. We don't like going from a girl to a woman. We need this this play period. And because we need this play period, we're going to create a word for it. And we're going to heavily propagate this word so that people don't feel guilty or don't feel misplaced when they're living in this time frame in their lives. So we live in it. And most of us actually get stuck in it. And this is how I talk to my guys. Right. This like I'm, I'm a baseball coach. And this is how I talk to my guys. I'm straight up because a lot of times my guys who are in that, quote, unquote, adolescent phase of their lives. A lot of times my guys come up to me and they be like, hey, coach, man, you got a girl. Hey, coach, tell us about your girl. This actually happened the other day. Coach, tell us about your girl, man. I bet your girl fine, man. I bet y'all be doing this. I bet y'all be doing that. Like you and your girl be having sex. I bet she got a fat booty and everything. I'm like, hey fellas, dog, Like, I need y'all to, I need y'all to be a little more respectful to this young lady that I'm talking about. I need y'all to be a little more respectful to yourselves. They're like, nah, coach, man. It's all good, like. Coach, we just talking. Like, man, it ain't no big deal. It's like, you you know you like big booties. And I'm like, man, look, it ain't about that. I said, check this out, fellas. Let's do this. Since, since y'all want to play the game and y'all won't leave me alone, let's, let's play it. Y'all are young men, right? Y'all are adolescents for the sake of this podcast. Y'all are adolescents. And you got a daughter. Let's say you grow up, you get a daughter. You're a man now. At what age do you want your daughter to start giving heads? And this is how I talk to them, straight up. I said, what age do you want your daughter to start giving head? And they said, come on, Coach. What you talking about? I said, like, let's, let's do it. Like, we're going to disrespect my girl. We're going to disrespect women. We're going to objectify them and, and talk nasty about them. I said, let's go into it then. I said, but let's put it on you. At what age do you want your daughter to start giving head? And they said, man, for real, Coach, I don't never. I'm like, nah. Be a little more practical than that. They say, well, I mean, at least when, at least when she like get married or, you know, something like, dang, coach, that's hard to think about. I say, exactly. I said, so the next time you get ready to do what you do, I want you to think about how you would feel if it was your baby girl. See, within our generation, in this period of adolescence, it's all about self. We never stop to think about anybody else. We often don't stop to think about how it's impacting us, let alone somebody else. And my boys are no exception. So I said, think about that, fellas. I said, I said, now look how y'all just froze up. Look how y'all just tightened up when I asked y'all about what you would want your daughter to do. I said, why can't we take a moment to think about another another man that he feels the same way about his baby girl that you feel that you would feel about yours? And they be like, dang, coach, I ain't never thought about it like that. I'm like, yeah, you got to start thinking about it like that because this world is bigger than just you. And the sad thing is, is when you get in that position, you're going to want some young man to be thinking about your baby girl in some regard that has something valuable about her. You're going to want them to consider what you may feel or what you may think or how you may have raised her. And they say, yeah, Coach, that make good sense. And they say, well, man, like, how do you, so, Coach, what are we supposed to do, man? Like, sometimes, man, it's just hard because you got your girl and and y'all love each other, man, and, and y'all, you know, y'all just want to do stuff sometimes. And I tell them straight up, I say, fellas, listen. I say, I ain't, I ain't no old prude, man. I ain't no square, man. Like, I've, I've been there. I've done all the stuff that y'all talking about. I said, I'm not even telling y'all not to go have sex with your girl. I said, what I'm saying to you is before you go have sex with your girl, come explain to me how you've earned it. Come explain to me how sex with your girl makes sense. Like, tell me what you've done to earn this act of sexuality. What you've done to earn this pleasure. And They say, come on, coach, man. Like, you know how it is. And I said, nah, fellas. I said, think about it. from. Let's look at it from a business transaction. I said, let's say that you got a car. And you're about to sell me this car for $5,000, right? But I come to you and I say, look, let me drive the car for a few months. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll pay you in a few months, you know what I'm saying, if I got the money. And you be like, you done lost your mind. Like, the price is $5,000. And I'm like, yeah, man, but come on, man. Just let me drive it and see, you know what I'm saying? Just let me drive it. Let me see if everything's good. Like, I want to drive it. They said, no way. They said, Coach, ain't no way you get my car. Matter of fact, I'm putting you out of my house, man. Like, get away from me. I said, so is your daughter more valuable than your car? They say, of course it is. I said, well, if your daughter's more valuable than your car. And All right, so let's get back to it. And that's going to be actually... <laughs> Actually, a perfect segue to this last portion of how we close out this podcast. I had to shut it off real quick because my mama came busting in my recording session. But anyway, so I said, fellas, is your daughter more valuable than your car? They say, of course she is, coach. And I'm like, all right, so if your daughter is more valuable than the car and you won't even consider allowing me to utilize your car before I give the full value for it, how can you then take that logic and do what you do with another man's daughter when you wouldn't even do that with a used car? And I always tell them, I always say, fellas, Stop me when I'm not making sense. When I stop making sense to y'all, tell me to shut up. And they never can. And I always implore. I say, fellas, I'm not telling y'all not to do what you do. I'm not telling y'all not to have fun. I said, but don't allow your adolescence to become a crutch for your stupidity. I did it. And I didn't have nobody that was young and that was cool and athletic and good looking who had women and who done had the experiences that I think I want to have. I didn't have nobody like that to help me figure this thing out. I said, but I'm here for y'all. So from a man perspective, we're going to dig into this. From a man perspective, like there's a dynamic, there's a dichotomy. There's boyhood and there's manhood. There's nothing in between. So young women, when you're dealing with men, and then young women, you have to do your stuff too, but I'm a man, so I'm going to step on my own toes for the young men who are listening. And be like, gee, you ain't got it all together either. you right. As I mentioned just a second ago, a perfect segue. Look at a man's finances. You say, all right, in the financial aspect of your life, are you still in boyhood or are you in manhood? The simple fact that I stay with my mom and daddy, And I got to pause my podcast recording session because my mama came in to hand me my keys. That means that financially, I'm still in boyhood. Whether I can afford to or can't afford to, I still stay with them. My money is in a position to where I can't be on my own. So I haven't established myself as a man in my finances. Secondly, let's move to emotionally. Are you a boy or are you a man? Can you handle conversation? Can you handle arguments? Or when, not handle arguments, when arguments come, how do you communicate? Do you fly off the handle? Are you able to talk it out? Are you able to actually pinpoint what you're upset about? Are you able to get your point across so that you guys can learn from whatever the situation is and grow from it? What about socially? How do you interact with other people? Do you, are you a social drinker? Are you a social smoker? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing in your social life? Is it, are you a man in your social life or are you a boy in your social life? Let's take a look at these things. Let's sit down and discuss it. What about your spiritual life? You say you're a Christian. You say you're a man of God, but do your actions, do your words, do your surroundings, your environments, are they conducive to what you're saying? So spiritually, are you a boy or are you a man? How much are you studying the word? What's your prayer life like? How long have you been saved? What are some of the things that you struggle with that want to pull you out of the presence of God? We got to start looking at life. And I I know that we live in an era now where we don't want to do things from a black and white perspective. We don't want to see things from a black and white perspective. But living in this gray area is killing us. In your pleasures, right? Are you a boy when it comes to your pleasures? Are you a man when it comes to your pleasures? How do you earn your pleasures? Like, what criteria, what measurement, what do you use? What value system do you use to determine what pleasures you deserve? Because if you can't do it, if you can't explain it, then how... Can you expect me to want to give my life to you, to want to invest my time into you? Because at some point, at some point, what we're doing has to make sense to me, and it should want and you should want it to make sense to you as well. And because of adolescence, these are conversations, these are situations that come up in relationships we call them red flags. So these red flags come up and we just pass them or sweep them under this rug that we call adolescence. But it's a bigger deal than you think. So in our relationship lives, right? So there was a study, a survey taking play uh, done, I think they said 2016. It said that 18 million Americans, 18 million are now shacking up with a significant other which is up 27% from 2007. Uh, two thousand seven. So we, we had a, excuse me, not 27%, 29%. So in 2016, it was recorded that 18 million Americans are shacked up with their significant other, which is a 29% increase from 2007. So what that means is this. It means that, yo, we understand that two incomes are better than one. We understand that having a partner is great. We understand that not being alone feels good. But the one thing that we can't seem to come to grips with is that committing to a set of values is worthy, is noteworthy. And that is where God comes into play. You see, when we look at things from a perspective of... What society says is good. See, I think we've gotten to a point where we've confused sociology with morality. Sociology is how we behave. Morality is how we should behave. And mind you, there is no one amongst amongst us that is absolutely moral. But the goal should be to strive for morality. But adolescence, for many of us in our generation has become the excuse to where we don't have to strive. I can have sex and go get my money. And I don't have to worry about whether or not I've earned the pleasure or not because it's just what I want to do. Oh, I'm young and I'm experimenting and I'm still exploring and everybody's doing it. We got to get away from that everybody's doing it stuff. Because it, it, totally, it totally undermines everything that we want to be. We want to be great. We want to be famous. We want to be rich. We want to become wealthy. We want to have a love that people envy. Like, so we can't talk about what everybody else is doing. Because nothing great is done by the masses. In fact, if you're in the majority, if you're, in the majority you're not doing anything great at all. You're doing something average. If everybody can do it and everybody has a desire to do it, then it's not greatness. I promise you that. And adolescence has paved the way for so many of us to just be mediocre in this life. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your parents. It's not fair to your community. It's not fair to the city you live in. It's not fair to the state you live in. It's not fair to the country that we're in. Being mediocre doesn't serve humanity in any transcendent way. Like I said, the G-spot, man, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to get back to the very basics. And anybody that listens to my voice and says, Yo, G, your, your perspective is flawed. Bring it to me. I want it. Like I don't mind being wrong. In fact, I risk being wrong at the... um, I'm willing to risk being wrong... Because it gives me the opportunity to help somebody else So if I take what I believe I understand And I share it with others And I share it with my passion And people can say, gee, I see your passion I feel you, but you're wrong about that Because you can be sincerely wrong Somebody's got to put their neck on the line Why not me? We are going the wrong way Just point blank We're going the wrong way Biblically, I'm glad things are happening the way that they are because it's what the Bible says. From a social standpoint, from a standpoint of being a young man who wants to see people thrive and grow, from the standpoint of being a young man who, who, who loves to help people and sharing happiness with others, it's frustrating because the irony is that we're the most educated group of people that's ever existed in the world. But at the very same time, we do so many things that make no sense. We do so many things that are counterintuitive to what we say we want to build and who we say that we are. So one more statistic for you guys, and I want you guys to hear this one good. In 2014, the Pew survey says that 67%, that's two-thirds of millennials said that Society, and I quote, is just as well off if people have priorities other than marriage and children. So, what they're saying is that, yo, it wouldn't bother, it wouldn't hurt society at all. It wouldn't hurt us a bit. It wouldn't deter us in any facet if people didn't care about getting married and having children. Well, that's funny to me because God, the creator of all men, the first thing that He One of the first commands that he gave was for the man to be fruitful and multiply. Now, we take fruitful and multiply, we we use it wrongly in context sometimes. We we try to make it seem as if it's just talking about having kids, having sex, having kids. I think that's definitely a component of it. But multiplication inhibits a lot more than just having sex and, and having kids. Multiplication means that We really honed in on who we are. We really honed in on what our talent is. We really honed in on what it means to be in God. We really understand what that nephesh, like when God breathes his spirit into man. We understand how to utilize that power. And we don't use it for rudimentary facts or rudimentary aspects of life to have sex or to make money or to find any excuse we can not to step up to the plate. Society is better when men decide to commit themselves to one woman. Society is better when women decide to commit themselves to one man and work through the relationship and have children that they can replicate and teach them and work out the kinks in their children's lives so that the kids don't have to struggle through the same thing that they struggle with. So in their Children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren's lives and marriages, we're approaching a quintessentialness. There's nothing in this world like love. There's nothing in this world like thriving. There's nothing like relationship. There's nothing like being loved and being deeply connected to someone who you want to be deeply connected to, and they have a mutual feeling. But this A word, adolescence, is keeping so many of us from it. And the anxiety, another A word, (laughs) coincidentally. Another A word. As we grow older, the anxiety starts to grow. You're reaching 31, 32, 33. Now you're thinking about having a kid, but now you're nervous because you think you probably can't have one. And now you're trying to rush into something and settle. Because those vacations and trips that you're taking with your homegirls, they cool. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that vacation ain't going to hold you tight at night. That vacation ain't bringing no promise to your life. That vacation ain't going to leave no legacy for you. Because when you die, ain't nobody going back through your Instagram account talking about, oh, my God, look at such and such. Went to Barbados or Bora Bora. Nobody cares about that. So we got to get back to some black and white teaching. And that's what I'm all about. I'm going to watch the basketball game. Y'all have a blessed night. Thank you for tuning in to episode four of the G-Spot Podcast. The A-word, share this thing with everybody because it's real. We're going to start the conversations. We're going to have the conversations. We're going to turn the conversations into big-time talks. We're going to turn the big-time talks into big-time events where we're going to actually have people walking in and being like, hey, man, this is what my problem is. This is how I think. And we're going to set some people free right there on the spot. Because if we can free your mind, we can free your pockets. And if we can free your pockets, we can free everything else up in your life. Because so many of us are slaves to the moment. We're spending our money, we're spending our time on things that have nothing to do with becoming better men. With becoming better women. If we can get your mind in the right place, we can get your money in the right place. If we can get your money in the right place, we can get your heart in the right place. And money ain't the money ain't the focus. But because so many of us are focused on money, I think it's a key aspect. And because God is a king, he talks about an inheritance and inheritance is wealth. But we can't be heirs to a throne that we don't believe in. Again, we got to crush this adolescence thing because it ain't even real. We got to stop investing real time and real emotion in the fake stuff. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Go Rockets.